and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's the other guy on the other podcast here, John Hogue, seated, seating, uh, seated across the table from Stacy, but live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. Hi, Diana. Hello, John. Yeah. Uh, did y'all have a nice visit last week? It was extremely pleasant. She's a most gracious hostess. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Do you have mint juleps and everything down there under the uh, uh, Spanish moss? Ma- well, actually, we had uh, home uh, done nicely ribs and a good mm-hmm. Merlot. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ribs and say, Merlot. That's kind of interesting. The uh, It's a really the, uh, good combo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, by the way, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at hoguewash.com. Stacy, on the other hand, blogs at theothermccain.com and at other excellent spots around the interwebs. Yeah. the um, uh, I, I was in uh, Alabama uh, mm-hmm. while y'all were uh, down there. We uh, had my... Uh, Aunt Pat's funeral, and I guess we'll talk yeah. about that later. We had my Aunt Pat's funeral down in, uh, and so we had the memorial service in Mableton, Georgia, and then we went down for the graveside service in Big Springs, Alabama. And while we were mm-hmm. on the way down there, the battery in the car died. Oh, and so so we replaced the battery in the car, and it was me my brother Kirby and my son Jim. So we replaced the battery in the car, you know, and we, we got all right and everything. We were coming back and then the alternator died because usually you see oh. when the alternator goes out, it, it'll kill the battery and vice versa. And so, yep. and so my fireworks money that I had been rattling the tip jar for got sucked up by a $200 alternator bill. So, um, so it was, uh, it was kind of a little disappointing there, but, yeah, but uh, is that Nissan you drive worth 200 bucks? No, it wasn't the Nissan. We were in my wife's Toyota. So see, oh. we, we did this thing. What happened was, is that, that my wife and youngest daughter flew down to Florida where, my oldest daughter lives and then they drove up with her and her two sons because mm-hmm. uh, it was going to be just her and her two uh, uh, toddler sons and that would have been too mm-hmm. much for her so that's that's how we did that but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah I heard uh, I was uh, hearing about your trip to Valdosta and you had a abortion protest down there last Saturday. 
We did, um, but I didn't know a thing about it, which should tell you everything you need to know about how uh, how important this seemed in the great scheme of things. John, yeah, I mean, you were a witness, yeah, it, though. Yes, I, I, well, <laughs> as I was driving up Ashley, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and just uh, south of the courthouse, there are a couple of blocks, mm -hmm. with sidewalks and, and, and some open spaces full of people who, with angry faces and uh, very poorly hand-drawn signs of being <laughs> all upset about the Dobbs decision. So, uh, uh, Ginger, so, what are you barking at? That's our dog, Ginger. She's probably barking. I hear Kirby. her. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you he just came back. No, it's not Kirby. It's going to be, that's going to be a deer or something. You, <laughs> you, you hear her? She's in a huff over there. Ginger! Ah. Anyways, you know, I, well, I feel so weird telling you this. My dog is right here by my feet. <laughs> You'd yes, never and, know it. Well, yes, well, well I, I happened to see the story as I was getting ready for the show today. Uh -huh. I would just check the Valdosta Times website and I happened yeah. to uh, uh, see the story. And the person who organized that abortion rally down there, you know, they yes. I think it's Christina Hansard. And mm -hmm. I said, oh, Hansard, I, because I knew some Hansards down in Georgia, but she's not one of them. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, uh, I looked up uh, Miss Hansard and, uh, well, she's, I, I want to say, uh, well, she's not thin mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. and she's not straight either. So uh, no. I, I think that her chances of becoming pregnant are, 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 are you know, uh, there's two of them and Slim just left town, you know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, but, but, but she was uh, just talking about, she's all fired up about organizing this protest. And oh. as I was telling John, I said, I was looking at the pictures and it looked like oh. there were literally dozens of people. Well, beauty but, is in the eye of the beholder. And we'll get to that a little bit further down the page. <laughs> but right now, let's talk about the uh, segment that I entitled Kaboom. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, in an annual Fourth of July uh, tradition, um, my son and I uh, shut off Buku fireworks uh, for Fourth of July. I've got there uh, our, our, a post called "Our Patriotic Duty," mm -hmm. um, in which I, I, I show uh, I show a picture of my son uh, wiring up the the uh, the final barrage there uh and that was uh it was it you know and the thing was is is that this year i mean usually what we do is that we we buy the stuff wholesale by the mm -hmm. case and but this year i just kind of like i would go and and i would buy you know four or five different things and then i'd go back buy four or five different things and i slowly accumulated a little bit of a stash of fireworks over the year for buying retail and then uh, as we were driving back from my Aunt Pat's funeral, we sort of uh, just, you know, kind of had a conversation said, OK, we'll shoot it uh, Monday night. And uh, mm -hmm. and so um, and so uh, we <laughs> I, we I was doing some last minute dashing around. Uh, uh, we, we were sitting there and we were starting to, uh, you know, we were putting stuff together and, the, and then, uh, Jim said, handed me his, uh, 
uh, handed me his cash card and said, uh, go get us uh, <laughs> two cases of shells, you know? And so, <laughs> okay, well, I'll go, I'll, I'll go do that. So I got 48 more uh, shells, including uh, uh, 24 more willows. We shot, um, and I didn't post the video because the videos I saw weren't exactly good enough. I didn't, I, you know, people have asked, why no video? The videos weren't, uh, uh, that good, but um, what we did was we ended it with 48 willows and uh, uh, what they call Nikishi willows, and and these are the ones where the gold just drips down to the ground. You know, the uh, embers, as it were. And those so, are and so, so pretty. <laughs> yes, yes, and we we love the Nikishi willows, and and it uh, ended. Uh, very good. And there were a couple of timing issues with the shows where, oh. where Jim had to go back there and relight the fuse. But the most important thing is everything went off safely. And mm -hmm. uh, I can't say that for everyone who was shooting fireworks this year. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody posted a video uh, on Twitter that has got millions of views, actually tens of millions of views, uh, uh, showing uh, they're sitting there and they're just sitting on their front lawn in lawn chairs. And right there on the sidewalk, they're lighting something off. They light it off and, and it, it, it blows up and, and puts sparks. And what they have done, and the, people do this all the time without thinking about it. They had a big stash of fireworks, big pile of fireworks. And it was only a few yards away from where they were lighting this thing off. So when it, it, it goes off, it just, it just, everything blew up. Including and, and the was, car. Oh my goodness! But uh, but you know, I saw. Oh yeah, they blew up their car. Uh, yeah, which was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, but no, they had. Uh, you know, I was seeing stories that people had up GoFundMe uh, mm. for for people that blew their hands off on the Fourth oh. uh, of July. And it's like, it's like, it's like, it's just, just like Darwin award time. Yeah, I yeah. know. You know, it's well, like, this it's particular one, there was one very sensible person, a woman with a baby who took one look at this situation after the, <laughs> after the launch and said, Oh no, grab the baby and ran. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, when you're shooting and you know, and, and what we do, we, you know, we, um, we do is we use most of what we do is with what are called repeaters or cakes, mm -hmm. which have multiple shots in them. And, and, and we glue them down to a board. We use liquid mm -hmm. nails and we glue them down to a board and then fuse them together. And, and, you know, so that they shoot off in a particular timed sequence and, and, you know, you worry about things going wrong because occasionally mm -hmm. uh, something will misfire. You will have a cake that blows apart or tips over or something like that. And, mm -hmm. and, and we haven't, we've never had uh, anything major like that at our uh, 4th of July show. But, you, you know, you have to, you have to. The last thing you need is, the, uh, is something turning over and uh, starting to fire rounds, mortar rounds at, at the audience. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, God, and, yes. And, you know, after we went out, uh, you know, when the show was over, we went out, uh, you know, to, to check out, you know, what was left. And mm -hmm. 
and and everything went off. But uh, we had uh, two mortar tubes that, and this will happen sometimes, that jumped mm. out of the racks. In other words, after mm. they fire, that the uh, 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 percussion is is so substantial no that bounce. they will they will actually jump out of the racks. And then we also had. Uh, one cake that appeared to have fallen off the board, but we didn't see anything go sideways. So that tells me that it it, it was it, the empty. It was empty when it went off, so it fell but, off. So that's that's very good. Kaboom! 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 And, <laughs> and the other and well, anyways, but the other thing is that every Fourth of July, the same thing happens: is that oh, people yes. start shooting off fireworks and. Karen starts calling nine one one, right? Okay, you know, and and no, no, no. It's not just the Fourth of July. Uh, mm. The Saturday after Thanksgiving in oh. Carroll County, all the Baltimoreans, uh, Karens who've just moved up, are wondering what all the gunfire is. On opening day of deer season. Opening day of deer season. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I mean that's the uh, other one. But but the. Um, but the the thing is that is that uh, police are now. I mean, the, the people are saying stop calling nine one one about fireworks, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's not an emergency, okay? This is, you know. Well, and I, I, I did have a friend. I, I did have a friend. I called who, once. I called once just this lap this year uh, because somebody was setting off big boxes of I think cakes in the parking lot. Uh, for the apartment building behind me. And all I could think was, this is not going to end well. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a fire hazard. I had, I had, a, I had a, a friend, one of my fishing buddies, who was a state trooper here mm -hmm. in Maryland. And the way he handled the fireworks claims is he'd roll up and say, well, you know, this is, you're not supposed to be doing this. So I'm either going to have to confiscate them or we're going to have to destroy them by burning like the fuses. <laughs> the, well, well, the thing, the thing, one of the, I understand people, you know, there is this way that some people do it, okay, mm -hmm. that they will start, you know, and, the, and first of all, they don't wait till July 4th, right, okay, some, <laughs> no. it starts after Memorial Day, um, <laughs> and, and, and they will, and, and what, but what they will do is that they'll, you know, light off something, and then they'll light off something else and they will continue doing this until for hours at a time, just serially mm -hmm. lighting up. Whereas we do something about, you know, it takes about five minutes to do an entire show or 10 mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, speaking of state troopers, Oh no. Oh yes. Um, governor. Oh, yes. Hogan, uh, uh, this is our, our civil rights update for the week. Governor Ho Hogan has ordered the Maryland State Police to start obeying the law. And that means they're going to suspend the good and substantial reason requirement for what's called a wear and carry permit uh, that was pre that's been used for the last oh, 30 or 40 years here in Maryland to Yay. suppress uh, Second Amendment rights. And uh, that's a pretty good start on getting Maryland back in compliance. Uh, however, there, there's other stuff going on besides that. Uh, we ha we're one of the states with an, a, quote, assault weapons, unquote, ban. And it has been upheld by the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. But the Supremes last week uh, said, oh, no, you don't. And Senate uh, told the uh, Fourth Circuit they got it wrong and that they should fix it based on uh, 
uh, the Bruin case. And mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to work uh, real nicely, I think. Meanwhile, we were, we were also one of the states with a ban on standard capacity magazines. And since two of those have been sent back, I have uh, to the Ninth Circuit and the uh, Third Circuit, I have a feeling uh, ours isn't long for the world. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then Maryland has what's called a handgun qualification license. This is something that started after Sandy Hook. And basically, it, mm -hmm. it's a license to be able to purchase a mm -hmm. handgun. And uh, that's very similar to what got sent back to uh, the Ninth Circuit because of Hawaii's stuff. So that may be, and, mm -hmm. and there is an appeal about that in the uh, Fourth Circuit right now. So we'll see how that oh. goes. So the next few months could, are, are going to be real interesting. The governor, uh, well, the attorney general told the governor uh, that, uh, you know, the, the uh, good substantial reason requirement is, is, was uh, unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the very day that uh, the Supreme Court started kicking cases back and uh, <laughs> Then basically the next working day the gov was when the governor ordered uh, the state police to start obeying the law. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see how things go. I suspect that because Maryland's legislature isn't a full-time legislature like New York mm -hmm. and California's, that it will be January before we see what kind of massive resistance the Democrats uh, attempt. But I fully expect that they'll be doing that kind of uh, nonsense. Uh, uh, meanwhile, there are other things that have, have, have been going along since uh, su the Supreme Court's uh, recent rulings. And mm -hmm. the abortion story has just has <sighs> gone sideways. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is, this is very important, okay? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, because uh, facts matter. Oh, yeah. and Facts are stubborn things, uh, John Adams once said. When I, was, um, when I was just starting on my very first job as a reporter, um, my um, mm. editor uh, would sit down with me to edit my stories, okay? And I remember coming back from interviewing a coach, and, I, and what I had written was, that Coach Jones believes the Falcons will um, will compete for five quad A honors this year. The Pebblebrook mm. Falcons, by the way, it, Coach believes this. He said, "No, Coach says he believes. he believes. You know what he says. You don't know what he believes. Okay, you get. <laughs> you're not a mind reader. Okay? And so little <laughs> things like that, right? Uh, were what I was told. And the other thing is." Um, beware of the one source story. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is something. So I have a story. Oh, you, I, mean, you, you mean you actually sometimes actually try to confirm your sources? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. It, see, an extraordinary claims require extraordinary, extraordinary proof. proof. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. In, uh, in other words, that the more outlandish a story is, <laughs> right, it, the, the more necessary it is for you to seek to confirm that, okay? Mm -hmm. In other words, to see some sort of corroboration. Well, anyways, I have a story. It's called A Story Too Good to Check, a headline that appeared in the Columbus Dispatch and many other newspapers, by the way. It was 
in, in the Gannett chain. People are trying to figure out whether it was the Indianapolis Star, uh, the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Inquirer, the Columbus Dispatch that originated this story, but never mind. It uh, was Gannett. Megan Fox yeah, it's has a, a good timeline on that. Anyways, as Ohio restricts abortions, 10-year-old girl travels to Indiana for procedure. This was the headline. The lead was this way. On Monday, this didn't happen. three days after the Supreme Court issued its groundbreaking decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, Dr. Caitlin Bernard, an Indianapolis obstetrician gynecologist, took a call from a colleague, a child abuse doctor, in Ohio. Hours after the Supreme Court action, the Buckeye State had outlawed any abortion after six weeks. Now this doctor had a 10-year-old patient in the office who was six weeks and three days pregnant. Could Bernard help? Anyways, and I read that story and I go, wait a minute. Okay? No, did not happen. The first thing and it got and it, by the way, it just went it just bounced all over the place. It was mentioned mm-hmm. on CNN everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I said, where is the comment from police? Okay, yes. because a story like this, someone is good you know, if this were true, mm-hmm. someone's going to prison. Well, yeah, and because, belongs there. <laughs> well, I mean, a ten year old in any state is beneath it doesn't matter i don't i don't know what the age of consent is in ohio but it ain't 10 no <laughs> right no one is so, so this is statutory rape for openers oh yeah. this is rape <laughs> at the at, at the very minimum um a child of 10 cannot give consent this is no. rape um, also any think editor- about this oh sorry i'm, I'm sorry no go ahead go ahead i, I go. was gonna say okay um first of all that child, the second he, the second she was brought in uh, by uh, the police, her parents, whoever, um, I cannot imagine that there was anybody who didn't say, um, "This, this is definitely a life of the of the uh, of the mother case because a child that young give, trying to give birth, forget it, not happening." Um, just you know there there's just going to be no question they're going to do the abortion and there isn't any and the six weeks and three days business no no that did not happen that did not happen because um while embryology is reasonably well understood six weeks and three days is not a is not precise that is nonsense uh, uh, that did uh, not happen unless you have some documentation of of, of doesn't matter it doesn't matter it did not happen well (laughs) i I, i'm no here's the other reason why it didn't happen that that that's that points in that direction i can tell you right now that uh the physician who examined the girl would mm-hmm. have been a, it would have been a mandatory reporter mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the pregnancy because mm-hmm. because because it's crime. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, at the very least, child protective services would have been informed, if not the police. 
And mm-hmm. anyway, so as I said, you know, as an editor, okay, because I, I spent job. years as an editor, okay, mm-hmm. and somebody brings me this story, and I'm going, wait a minute, you know, they, there's, they, you know, what Ohio City did this happen in? Mm-hmm. Do authorities have a suspect in custody, or is the public still in danger from the child rapist responsible for this atrocity? In other words, yes. there's some obvious questions in this story. And it's it's one of those what they call just so stories, mm-hmm. right? Where someone tells you an anecdote that perfectly proves their point, And you're <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know about that story, okay? Uh-huh. But I went and looked. I, I actually looked up from the National Institutes of Health, okay, mm-hmm. their, their statistics. Uh, the median age of menarche, which is the onset of menstruation, mm-hmm. in the United States is 11.9, roughly mm-hmm. 12 years old, about three months earlier than uh, in the 1990s, about 10% of females reach menarche by age 10. So, and and by the way, it, it uh, if this story is true, it's almost certainly a, a uh, non-white uh, girl because uh, uh, black and uh, Hispanic, Hispanic uh, females uh, reach... Um, uh, puberty. Menarche earlier, yeah. Yeah, than, slightly uh, earlier. And I mean, Asians. In other words, most of the, and, and if you look, most of the very early uh, pregnancy cases involve Latin America. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, but this, I, I, the story's too good to be true, but that doesn't mean that too it good can't to be, be spread by uh, some of the most uh, Shameful people in the world. Oh, so, wait. Uh, shameful people in the world. Shameless. No. Uh, uh, gee, I wonder who you could be talking about. And the headline on today's story, hoax. Biden repeats, actually yesterday's story, Biden repeats unverified story about 10-year-old Ohio girl's abortion. Yeah. And... Uh, and, and so he he announced, and by the way, he was announcing some um, uh, executive orders on abortion that I don't know that they would withstand uh, the Supreme Court scrutiny. Uh, but anyways, meanwhile, back the way. Well, I'm not sure that some of them aren't just facially illegal. Right, uh. right, right. Well, anyways, here is the here is I'm going to quote Joe Biden at length. What we're witnessing is a giant step backwards in much of our country. Already, the bans are in effect in 13 states. They're so extreme that many don't allow for exceptions, even for rape or incest. Let me say that again. Some of the states don't allow for exceptions for rape or incest. This isn't some imagined horror. It's already happening. Just last week, it was reported that a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio, 10 years old, and she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the pregnancy and maybe save her life. That's that's the uh, 10 years old, 10 years old, raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state, and, and, and he goes on. And I, and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, 
uh, and he gets all excited about this. Uh, if, if you if you watch the video, he he mm-hmm. actually when he said terminate the pregnancy, what he actually said terminate was, the ter- president. Yeah, he said terminate the presidency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny, uh, except for the fact that he's going out ten years old, ten years old, and um, already traumatized, forced to travel out of state. Folks, have you ever been to Ohio? Uh, The same size as Iceland, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been to Ohio and Indiana isn't that far. Okay. It's not a matter of fact that they uh, share a border. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, traveling from Ohio to Indiana is like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's traveling from Baltimore to Philadelphia. It's, it, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, she had to leave the state and uh, but anyways, this is what really well, outraged. You got to remember, he's th- you think you he, he scale his mind is scaled to Delaware. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As he's forced to travel all the way to Indiana, like that's a big thing. Like like you know, uh, well, in his case, that's like having uh, to travel to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what yeah. about and, traveling to Rhode Island? I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but but anyways, but so he repeats this story, and mm-hmm. a ten-year-old girl should be forced to give birth to a rapist child. I can tell you what I don't. I can't think of anything as much more extreme. So it's about this ten-year-old girl suddenly. Mm-hmm. Okay, who, do, who may or may not exist. The I, in a way, House, I'm praying she doesn't. The White House was unable to provide any verification okay okay uh, uh, is this surprising when asked no. about the story white house press secretary karen jean jean pierre refused to say if the administration had taken steps to verify the story she referred it to the justice department i refer you to the doj i don't have anything more to share on the identity of this young woman or the question you asked see it's like obviously you're not going to publicly name uh, a victim of a crime like this but what we're asking is, have you verified it? Is there any, and, and by the way, the governor of Ohio was asked about it. They don't have any information. Um, and I, I, I tell you, I researched this stuff. There's actually a list, okay, of every 10-year-old known to have given birth. And it's happened only three times in the United States since 2000, okay? And one was a Haitian girl. Uh, mm-hmm. The other uh, was a, a Mexican immigrant. Uh, and the other one was in South Carolina. And we don't know uh, the identity. Uh. They, we don't have any background about this. But, um, uh, but she was raped by her stepfather. Dear um, uh, and, and in each of these cases, uh, you know, people are... Some of these people are doing life in prison now. Okay. Uh, And, um, but if you went all the way back to 1969, which is more than 50 years ago, there would only be five more cases to add to the list. In other words, eight times in 50 years that it's known of, that we know of, there have been 10 year olds given birth in the United Mm. States, eight times in 50 years. And yet you're going to ask me to believe that just immediately after the Supreme Court 
overturned Roe v. Wade, the Ohio law automatically went into effect. You're asking me just now they're going to have this 10-year-old case, this this case involving a 10-year-old in Ohio. You see, there's a problem here, mm-hmm. okay? that What you're saying does not fit the narrative. Mm-hmm. On the okay. other hand, the truth quite often doesn't fit the narrative. And one of the value-added bits of actual reporting is sorting out the truth from the stories that are just too good to check. And that's one of the, that's one of the things that, you know, old-time shoe leather reporters do. And that's one of the reasons why people should be supporting you. Tell them about the yellow button. Yeah, folks, uh, it is uh, that time of the program for shameless capitalism where I tell you about the yellow button. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, near the top of the uh, center column uh, is a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow donate button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute to the support of the blog of the podcast, and, of course, to keep my wife happy. You see, she likes it when I make money off of this thing, and so uh, <laughs> keeping my wife happy is job number one, so uh, I, I really do appreciate if you will hit the yellow button. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. I don't have a yellow button, but I do have in the sidebar a tip jar icon. Click on that, be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support Hogwash. Or you can shop at the Hogwash uh, store and buy all sorts of, uh, well, things. Let's just, interesting uh, uh, widgets that are are somehow related to the blog. And I uh, cheerfully take uh, my share of the uh, uh, of the earnings from that, or you can uh, shop using uh, the links to Amazon that you'll find at uh, the other McCain or Hogwash. Uh, we both participate in the Amazon affiliates program. Uh, when you buy through a blogger's links to Amazon like that, the blogger actually gets a little cut of the action, which is a nice thing that Amazon does to support the blogosphere. Uh, regardless of how you choose to support us, you can please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, indeed. Thank now, you very much. Uh... Stacy, I, I, I want to tell you, you know, several times in the past couple of years, I've had to chastise you about your problem complying with your own rule five <laughs> rule five yes. <laughs> on the other hand you had to put a post up yesterday that is absolutely compliant and the lady looks like she's ready for her close-up yes uh, the headline on the story is she's ready for her close-up mr demille and it is illustrated <laughs> with a photo see i do research okay this is one of my jobs it's part of my duty and 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 what happened? And your was, pleasure. Let us not pretend otherwise. Look, look, look I, it's my job. <laughs> I, I I try not to take pleasure in it. But uh, uh, that photo is from We Magazine uh, mm-hmm. in 1981. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, I, I I want you to know that I cropped the picture 
just so, okay? <laughs> there were several other pictures there. But anyways, but it is a picture of someone who was in the headlines this week. Demi Moore, 59, poses in swimsuits as she hopes to change, quote, this idea that we become less desirable as we get older. But okay. We do. <laughs> well, so, you know, the thing is, the thing is, is, is <clears throat> I, you know, I, I remember teenage Demi. Totally. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, uh, I, I, the first time I ever knew that such a person as Demi Moore existed, by the way, was when I went and saw the movie St. Elmo's Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was actually, I, I enjoyed that movie. And I, I think back on it, I can't remember the plot at all, but the uh, <laughs> cinematography was great. But anyways, um, she wants to change this idea that we become less desirable as she gets older. And I, I like I said, I did some research of these Wee Magazine pictures of her when she was 18. And I, I'm here to tell you that there were some things on there that some people might not find desirable okay uh just in terms of grooming i'll i'll put it to you that way i'll put it as politely as possible the the uh grooming styles in the early 80s but anyways um uh she i went on a bit about another movie she starred in as a teenager called blame it on rio uh, I and, vaguely remember that movie existing. <laughs> I just happened, you know, several years ago, we had, when I was uh, uh, living somewhere else, I, it just happened to come up on cable. And, and, I, and I was like, oh, my God, this is atrocious. The plot <laughs> of the thing. As I, said, I said, you would not, you would be out of work. If, the, if the, Larry Gelbart was one of the writers on it, by the way. But, but whoever was responsible for producing that would have been canceled so hard. Okay. Because <laughs> the plot is just sick. But uh, it does have some appeal to it. I, I don't I don't want to go into it too much. But meanwhile, but so the idea that she is now okay, she married Bruce Willis, who at mm-hmm. the time was the biggest box office star ever. This right about the time he was doing Die Hard. And she was also mm-hmm. very popular at the time. And I was so happy for them. They seemed so happy. They were married more than 10 years. And they got divorced, and I I never understood why that divorce happened. Um, uh, uh, but anyways, and uh, but then she began dating actor Ashton Kutcher, who is fifteen mm-hmm. years her junior, and I thought that was insane. She was, uh, and they finally broke up when she was fifty one, and Kutcher was 36 so now he's Mm -hmm. married to mila kunis his former co-star on that 70s show and with two kids and his elderly ex-wife demi is posing in swimsuits to prove she's still desirable and uh, and as i said she has become a 21st century norma desmond well i mean the thing is she's not exactly an ugly woman she's always been very beautiful yes she's she's but uh well she's always been physically attractive beauty is more than skin deep and there's been obviously some things about her 
that uh, she's... Well, I, I, uh, I, I actually that, looked up the plot of um, Sunset Boulevard, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's just really, it's tragic, you know, that, mm-hmm. that at, you know, at her age, you know, that she's still, you know, trying to, you know, play the sex spot. It's like, it's like, mm. uh, it's like, for instance, Glenn Reynolds still pumping iron. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, 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 don't <laughs> tell Glenn I said that. Well, I mean, no, you know, but I mean, I mean, I've seen Glenn and I'm going, doggone, man. I mean, I feel bad. I thought the idea of aging gracefully meant that you actually got old, you know? Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, yeah, the, the, the Norma Desmond thing, I mean, it's one thing when, uh, okay, uh, you're young and attractive and thing else. But I mean, at least Mae West had the sense to become a parody of what she was. Yeah. And it was, it was doing it with a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Demi Moore always had that kind of, what I think of as the cheerleader voice, kind of husky that kind mm-hmm. of you know, Lauren Bacall kind of voice, I guess you'd mm-hmm. say. Uh, but but I, I always liked her voice very good. It, and, you know, it had that slightly hoarse or raspy sound to it, you know. And, and I, but I just, you know, I, I don't know why people want to uh, uh, protest against human nature, basically, mm-hmm. is what they're against. Yeah. Because, but, well, well, because the natural part of humanity is something that uh, falls apart and eventually you wind up like me past your sell by date. Yeah. Well, well anyways folks, if you wanted to go out there and 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 Google uh, Demi Moore from 1981 in Wee magazine, don't don't blame me if I have aroused your curiosity uh, uh, about what she looked like back in the day, but anyways, that's that's my job. Is is it it's research, damn it. Okay, mm-hmm. Stacy. Uh, anyway. Uh, of course it my, is. But, but nobody got shot. Okay. Well, but, you know, sometimes Yet. your job uh, <laughs> that involves researching a story involves waiting until you can actually get to the facts. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they're just not available. Uh, we had this shooting on the 4th of July oh. in Highland Park. And I was immediately bombarded with emails and DMs and that sort of stuff by friends. Okay, they know John's a gun nut. Uh, they wanted all sort me to watch partial videos or listen to mm. audio tracks of stuff and tell them uh, what uh, it was. And you know, I I I, ta- I told talked to one guy on the phone and said. You know, that doesn't sound like this. It doesn't sound like that. But that doesn't mean, uh, you know, it, you're listening to a cell phone video. Uh, um, with uh, with not exactly drums high and f- horns over well, not, a lot not, of it. Not in, not on this one. Uh, mm. But uh, the point is, is that, like, this is supposed to be high fidelity. And you're, you're hearing mm. all sorts of echoes on top of stuff. Yeah. And basically, I, you know, uh, I basically, I said, the only thing I can tell you about it is it's a repeating firearm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yep. And and I said, based on the number of shots that I heard in one string, it had to have a magazine capacity uh, such that you can eliminate a whole bunch of other thing, uh, things. Mm-hmm. But 
but other than that, you know, uh, I saw un, an uh, unsubstantiated report on the 4th of July that a high-powered mm. rifle had been recovered. The well, police said that, which has been annoying me ever since. Is, is the Manlick or Carcano <laughs> uh, a, uh, a, uh, a high-powered rifle? It, it actually, actually, yes, but it is actually, bolt action. Actually, yes, but it just barely makes the cut. Uh, the 6.5-millimeter uh, Carcano round just barely makes the cut mm -hmm. into high power. Okay, if, you, if you don't know why, why the Manlick or Carcano uh, immediately came to mind as, <laughs> well, as a rifle, that was what was used to assassinate John Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, but the, mm -hmm. the, the point here is is that you know everybody was trying to figure out whether it's an AK-47 or an AR-15. Turned out... It was a Smith and Wesson uh, AR-15 like rifle. Yeah. And, it, wait, let me finish. And it's it's uh, it was in uh, 5.56 millimeter, which means mm. it was not high powered. That's it's that a 22 is, basically. Well, but you, there well there are 22 rounds that have enough velocity to, to and enough energy to be high powered. But mm. the uh, this you know this is the round that. Uh, uh, that it, it it doesn't have enough muzzle energy to be legal for deer hunting in most states. It mm -hmm. does not make the cut to be a mm -hmm. high powered rifle. By the way, the, yep. the, the what the, the 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 difference between high the idea of a difference between high powered rifle uh, and 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 rifle uh, has to mm -hmm. do with uh, the uh, what happened with uh, hunting arms during the. Uh, uh, 1890s most people were hunting with winchester lever action rifles that mm -hmm. used pistol cartridges and then uh bolt action rifles uh, became popular for hunting that used actual mm -hmm. smokeless powder military rounds that were mm -hmm. much more powerful three or four oh, times yeah. the power hence high-powered rifles uh but yeah. no it went it was not uh it was not high-powered and by the way uh, a whole bunch of this stuff is disappearing already because of the identity of the shooter. Well, Turns not out just that. The kid's just nuts. There's yes. nothing. There's no, no one, neither the left nor the right can make a, a political point with this kid. He's nuts. Well, but, well, but, but, but he's a leftist nut. And that no, really he isn't. He's, he's just a nut. Let's not try to do this. He's just he's just a nut. Is it one of well, our nuts or one of their nuts? That's he, what, that's what you're saying. And I'm looking and and the guy was obsessed with numerology, okay, yeah. and and uh, things like that. And it, it tells you that this um, is is someone who's living in his own private Idaho, as the yes. B-52s might have said. R right, B-52s. Uh, well, that was the, the Bodines. The but the point is what that's the Bodines. Yeah. But the, uh, my own the, private, your own, our own private Idaho is the Bodines. Yeah. But the whole point is, is he can't, he can't fit the gun control narrative because, no, we're, already, because we're already set, you know, it's already, everybody's already signed up for the mentally ill shouldn't have firearms. So, you know, this, like, there's, there's no mileage. Uh, the other thing, the futility of gun control post that I did uh, mm. was um, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and this is from NPR's report. Uh, 
about the Abe assassination. Yeah. Public Television NHK aired a dramatic video of Abe giving a speech outside a train station in the western city of Nara. He is standing dressed in a navy blue suit, raising his fist when two gunshots are heard. The video shows Abe collapsed on the street with security guards running toward him. He holds his chest, his shirt smeared with blood. Mm. In the next moment, security guards leap on top of a man in a gray shirt who lies face down on the pavement. A double-barreled device that appeared to be a handmade gun is seen on the ground. In other words, mm -hmm. gun control, which is extremely strict in Japan, uh, doesn't work. I mean, because... Yep. Literally, almost any idiot who uh, wants to can build a serviceable firearm. There's mm -hmm. stuff on the internet that I'm not going to particularly point to, but there's stuff out there that shows you how to build a sawed-off shotgun mm -hmm. with stuff you can buy inside of security at an airport. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if I mean, that isn't if that doesn't make you want to bang your head against a wall. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, it's things like uh, cans of ping pong balls, mm -hmm. lithium ion batteries for your phone. Yep. I mean, and I'm not going to go into further detail. You don't but need I mean, to. But I mean, the point is, is that surely you're not going to uh, say people can't buy their, you know, replacement phone batteries or flashlight batteries or whatever. Oh, there. Hello, Ginger. Yeah, uh, Ginger has to say hello to our audience every once in a yeah. while. Yes. Well, it's, it's because just... a vehicle went down the road. <laughs> this is a, a, a rare enough event that she barks every time it happens. But you know, you know, the uh, only time Hearn has ever lost his his uh, his good sense entirely was when a, a horse he'd never seen a horse before walked down the uh, the sidewalk in front of him. He was like. What is that? I have to go find out. <laughs> well, in my case, our Springer Spaniel was more interested in squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> the um, but, uh, but the... this this whole Abe story has has blown yeah. up. I mean, I I I did the sane part of the uh, NPR story. The original mm -hmm. lead on uh, the NPR story you know, was referring to Abe as a, you know, a controversial right winger. Yeah. The, um, the, um, time. uh, the, the fact that he was killed with an improvised firearm, mm -hmm. um, uh, which was apparently, uh, they, someone had attached two metal barrels to a wooden mm -hmm. board and taped it. it I mean, it, so it was, it was very crude, mm -hmm. uh, but I, this NBC news story says it has his assassin. The shooting death of Abe has stunned a nation where gun violence is extremely rare. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, well, once upon a time, it was a little more common. As well, I actually, recall. Well, no, mm -hmm. in, the, in the sense of you thinking, thinking of gun crime, uh, Japan very early, uh, mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the, the 15th century began suppressing right. uh, the use of firearms by anyone other than the state. Mm -hmm. And even, even, even the military uh, was restricted from firearms. Correct. Yeah. The assassination of leading politicians in America, right, would be stunning, despite mm -hmm. the prevalence of 
gun violence, quote unquote, for the simple reason that most gun violence is connected to drug gangs and other criminal activity involving what are politely called inner city youth. Americans are a well-armed people, but it's only a small fraction of the population that commits most of the violent crime. And so Sadly true. if gun violence is so common in America, why aren't our politicians getting gunned down on a regular basis? And the main reason is that they aren't hanging around drug dealers in downtown Baltimore, Detroit, or any other crime-plagued inner cities. Being safe from gun violence is mainly a matter of geography. If you Mm -hmm. avoid certain areas, you're unlikely to get shot. Like, don't go to Philadelphia. (laughs) If you take the top six cities for gun deaths out of the statistics, the United States is 159th in the world for murder Uh rate. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there are... All six of those cities, except for Memphis, have strict gun control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 so so you know the the, the perception it, and part of the, and, and part of the reason it, it people are confused about this is the media, the way oh, yeah. the media reports about crime, um, leaves people not understanding. Um, uh, you know what's actually going on out there in terms of who is committing crime, where the, where's the crime happening? What is the danger? Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's like, it's like I said, a lot of it's just geography people. There are places in Philadelphia you don't want to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so don't go there. Well, even, even after I get my, uh, wear and carry permit, uh, eventually, Mm -hmm. uh, I, there are places in Baltimore. I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, well, no, there are places I, in New York City I'd advise the German army not to go. Well, but, but I mean, here's the here's the thing: I've survived three guns fights, and I'm not signing up for the fourth voluntarily. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were drafted the first time, but well, um, but here's the thing: gun control isn't going to work. Uh, what what works is uh, uh, teaching people bringing them up properly so that they have proper behavior on the other Mm -hmm. hand ammunition control (laughs) absolutely useful and the 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 ukrainians have figured that out uh they They have the the russians have got this huge advantage in terms of uh artillery tubes and ammunition for it and the, the the ukrainians first of all have fewer artillery pieces anyway and uh Mm -hmm. they were running out of their stock of soviet era ammunition but now they're getting 155 millimeter housers from us and from the germans and they're getting uh other heimars uh Mm -hmm. uh, multiple rocket launch system and in particular they've been using the heimars stuff to target russian ammo dumps it's real and the and the fun has begun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, there have been a couple of places. There have been one uh, am, uh, ammo dump that they hit next to a Russian airfield that they hit about five days ago, and it's still going It's still off. exploding. It's yeah, and, and they're saying there that um, it created a destruction zone spanning some 
500 meters. That's five Ooh. football fields. That's yep. more than a quarter mile in, in yep. um, you know, in. Uh, that's a big ammo dome. Yeah, that, that's a that lot is, of boom. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, that's just huge. The site was yep. one of Russia's largest ammunition depots. Uh, and, and something that they, that they had built in the uh, after 2014 in the area that, that where you know it was supposedly just uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, people. Yeah, was separatists. Mm -hmm. separatists. Uh, so, yeah, you know, yes. that, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, oh meanwhile, yeah. That, so you know, uh, of course, that's the old thing that that. Uh, Pat Paulson said he wasn't for uh, gun control. He just wanted to take away all the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it works. Meanwhile, mm. we have a former colleague, uh, in, uh, in my case, former co-defendant, I believe, uh, who has now joined us in, uh, in swatting. Yes. Uh, Steve Bannon got swatted uh, at his uh, townhouse in Washington, D.C., um, <sighs> On um, uh, it happened Friday morning about ten forty-five p.m. And what they do and what swatting is is where <coughs> somebody uses um, what is called voice over internet. Mm -hmm. um, Voip. Voip. Yeah, voice over internet protocol. Uh, they use um, to s simulate a call from someone's home number and mm -hmm. claiming that there has been a shooting and threatening police and threatening to shoot other people. And, um, and so, so in other words, you're calling in essentially a, a SWAT squad, uh, mm -hmm. you know, special weapons and taxes. You're, you're going to get an armed, mm -hmm. you're claiming that there's an armed, an, active shooter situation well, at the this, home. When this happened to our friend Aaron Walker, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he goes to the front door and there's uh, four county police guys with M4 carbines on his front steps. Yeah, yeah. It, it also happened to Paterico. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it, happened to, it happened to you. It, it happened to me. Well, well the interesting thing is, is that I got uh, uh, awakened by a call after midnight uh, saying, asking me my former address had been swatted, okay, because oh this was back when a, a certain Schmalfeld was claiming that I had not actually moved, mm -hmm. and um, and so they swatted my old address, and there was a young couple with a baby living <gasps> at the house when the when the cops showed up at the door, and and when the one of these SWAT calls go in, um, I mean, I mean, you will see. You know the very heavy armed police approach, and so so uh, Steve Bannon's uh, home was swarming with cops, and they figured out that it was a a, a swatting institute, and and people use the word prank to describe it isn't this. A prank. And yeah, if uh, people have actually been killed, it's, it's a crime. Yep. It's a crime, and yeah. uh, the guy who targeted me uh, for that 2013 swatting. Uh, it was sentenced to federal prison, and, uh, and and the FBI called to tell me about this. Um, uh, but uh, the, but anyways, but at at the time, you know, it's I mean, it's just a terrifying thing. 
mm-hmm. that that people think that this is okay. It's like showing mm-hmm. up. You know, it's when they start protesting at the homes of they think it's okay. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the White House is actually encouraging. Nancy well, uh, Pelosi is well, encouraging people to show up at the homes yep. of Supreme Court justices. Well, you know, that brings us to the usual closer for this show, and that's the crazy people are dangerous thing. Uh, uh, and today, uh, I was going through the various things, and you had a post uh-huh. uh, actually yesterday about an extremely crazy person who is having trouble getting along with some other people who seem to have mental issues as well. So take it away. Hunter Biden called his stepmom, Jill Biden, a quote, vindictive moron and entitled bleep. Do you have a bleep button over there? You can, uh, but actually I don't. Anyways, in text messages after she urged him to go to rehab to kick his drug habit. Uh, he made the remarks in a string of text messages that he sent in 2018 as, as his family were rallying to try to get him help. And, and this is the world's most famous dopehead, Hunter <laughs> Biden. I mean, I mean, you know, I, now that, um, now that uh, uh, Keith Richards has kicked, you know, has kicked what? the habit. I, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, now that he's, but, um, but in one particular text was sent to his brother's Bo's widow, okay, Hallie was... Biden, who Hunter was dating at the time. Yeah, yeah. Remember that when he was dating his bro- his dead brother's widow i mean how creepy yeah i didn't get that (laughs) yeah that one and impregnating the arkansas stripper that was the other one that that i thought was real classy so blank my mother for all uh, my stepmother my stepmother for always being as much of a selfish silly entitled blank as you he wrote to hallie as their brief relationship deteriorated he called his stepmother a effing moron, a vindictive moron, in a separate text exchange with his uncle, James Biden. And so finally he said, so go F yourself, Jill. Let's all agree I don't like you any more than you like me. Oh, such a happy family in the White House, you know. Oh, Yeah. But on the other hand, they're making the, uh, the whole country happy with uh, yeah. how effective they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden sold uh, part of our oil reserves, our our national strategic <sighs> petroleum reserve. He sold part of that to a Chinese company that Hunter Biden was was. Was it in Invested a partnership in. with? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy. You're crazy and crazy people, people are dangerous. Dangerous, particularly when, particularly when you elect them to office. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it, it's like I, I, the you know uh, anybody can have you know you know the black sheep in the family or something like that. But <laughs> but I t- I tell you what, uh, Hunter Biden is is you know that is well, is kind you. of like. 
Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden's running the country as well as he raised his children. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> well, meanwhile, we've got to raise the level on this fader with the outro music in a few seconds. All so right, then. I think we probably need to say goodbye. To Seven folks. o'clock Saturday night. We'll be back next week, folks. Thanks for joining us, Diana. Anytime. And we'll, we'll talk to you, you next, later. See you next week, folks. Good night. Mr. Briggs.